Well, good morning. We were having all kinds of little technical difficulties this morning, so we're going to see if we can fix that. But, um, man, I'm so glad you're here. Um, we, we had fun um, last week, but, um, man, I missed being at church. I missed being with you guys. I, I love being here and stuff, and I hope um, we're not. Guys, you are probably going to have to flip with me and stuff just to let you know, so you may have to pay attention. Ha ah. <laughs> Um, man, well, come on now. Let's see if it's going to do it. It may not. Anyway, um, man, we have been taking this journey the last few weeks with Advent and, and going through um, everything that. Um, oh my goodness, this is just joyful. Yeah, it's all good. We're just going to go, but these are all my notes, so. <laughs> Um, but we've been taking this journey um, through Advent, um, and if you don't remember what Advent is, Advent is it all means is um, it's coming. There's an expectancy of the coming of Christ, um, and what's amazing about it, and what's wonderful about it, is the idea that not only is it um, us remembering that He came, but looking forward to Him coming again. And so each week we take an aspect of of all that it means and all that it is in. Um, in, in, in the story and everything, and we take an aspect of God and we look at it. And so in the very first week, we talked about hope, that because God is with us, the idea of Emmanuel, of him coming, it means that we have hope. And then last week, my good friend Stu came and shared and, and always probably did a fantastic job, as he always does. Um, and he talked about because God is with us, we have love. And this morning, I want to talk about joy. Um, and I think if there's anything that we are in desperate, desperate need of, it is the idea that we need joy. Can you guys turn back? I need that to stay there for you. I'm, I'm going to tell you when to flip it. Thank you. Um, but, man, in this world, with everything that's going on, if you spend any time watching the news or listening to the news or, or seeing the newspapers or any of that stuff, do people do still do newspapers? I don't, I don't know. They do? Nice. That's good. The print... The printed, well, okay, never mind, <laughs> never mind, but um, and we just, we need joy, and there's a huge difference, as we're going to find out, between joy and happiness, and so if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 1, and um, we're going to be looking at the story of Elizabeth um, this morning, and, and the birth of John the Baptist, and all that stuff, um, but if you didn't know, and if you never heard me say it before, I'll say it again, these are the only words that matter. Um, these are the only words that make any difference. Um, my words mean absolutely nothing compared to these words. And so if you don't have a Bible, you can grab one. You can log into our Wi-Fi right there. Um, but I'm going to ask you out of respect and acknowledgement of the authority of these words, if you will just stand with me in reading in Luke chapter 1. Actually starting at verse 5. It says, in the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame, according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. 
At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to the children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous, to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. Let's pray. God, I just thank you this morning. Father, I thank you for um, all that you're doing in our midst. God, I thank you for this time of year. God, it just seems people are a little bit nicer. People are a little bit kinder and, and a little bit more joyful, God. God, but it's sad that this is the only time of year that we feel that way. So, Father, I pray this morning that we would realize that joy that you offer, the joy that you give is available every single day. Now, we should live as joyous people, as followers of you. God, I pray you will take these words, that they will be yours, not mine. God, that you will speak to hearts, that you will change hearts, that you will transform us, that you will meet us right where we're at, God. Father, whatever needs to be dealt with, let it be dealt with today. God, but let us be a changed people. Father, you speak now and have your way. And may you get all the glory. Give us ears to hear and hearts to respond. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now you can flip it. There we go. So we're talking about joy. Man, and, and this whole idea of, of what joy is, and, and to me, if you think about joy, joy is uncontainable. I mean, especially, I mean, for those of us that has kids or, or had little kids around or been around Christmas little kids, you, you got it, man, you, you get this picture of Christmas morning. You know, when, when I was a kid, my mom was kind of mean and, and everything because she, we would all get dressed and we'd have our little, like, you know, Santa pajamas on and everything like that. And we were down a hall. And we had to wait to hear my dad yell, ho, 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 for us to leave. I didn't sleep at all as a child. It, it's, it's amazing that I didn't, like, just go crazy because I, at Christmas I just never slept. I just stayed up and stayed up because there's anticipation and everything. And really, that's what Advent is about. It's about this anticipation. You know, as a kid, it was for the Christmas tree. As a follower of Christ, it should be the anticipation that, man, this is the day that Jesus entered our world. But I remember just being so excited, and all of a sudden we'd hear ho, ho, ho. We'd come running down the hall, and my mom would sit there and go like, wait. (laughs) Family picture. (laughs) (laughs) And so she would pull out her old Polaroid. Remember the ones that would take it, and it would come out, and you'd have to wave the picture to wait to see if, oh, that wasn't good. And so she'd have to take like five of them. You know, and every picture in our album, our family album of Christmas, here's my mom looking at us, here's the tree, we're all like this. <laughs> like, finally, and then you, you just dive in, this just joy and this un- uncontainable joy. And, and I was thinking, you know, joy just can't stay in. It's almost like, um, has anybody ever given a puppy for Christmas? No? You ever tried to wrap a puppy? <laughs> You, you can't do it. It just stays in it. In fact, I think joy sometimes feels something like this. Go ahead and flip that up there. 
Yeah, it's 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 the cheesy like let's get the puppy picture up there. Look at that. And that, you know, it just burst out of the box. But but I think that's the joy we're talking about. Go ahead and move on, please. Um, <laughs> but it's it's this idea that there's oh, uncontainable joy. And there's some things I want you to hear about joy this morning, something that you can experience not just at Christmas, but all year long. I want you to notice that joy overcomes things. And first thing, joy overcomes any type of shame with that. We're reading the story about Elizabeth this morning, and we're talking about it. And just listen to this. Listen to what the angel says in verse 13. He says, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear your son and you will name him John. And there will be joy and delight for you. And many will rejoice at his birth. You hear that word joy, rejoice over that. There's something huge about it. Now, there's something you need to understand, too, about like kind of like Jewish history and culture and stuff, especially in this day. That that having a child was huge. I mean, it, it meant everything to you. It's how you carried on your name was passed on. In fact, in fact, the psalmist wrote later on. Go ahead and flip it again. Dang. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord. Offspring a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons in one's youth. Keep going. I know there's more. There we go. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. That that's that's what's going on here. That that, that that's what's over oh, because the idea is that for you to have a child, for for you for you to to um be able to to have these kids, it, it was a blessing, especially in the Jewish home. And here's Elizabeth, and here's Zachariah. No kids. There were probably people that talked. Maybe there's something wrong with them. Maybe there's sin in their life, or maybe they didn't <coughs> do something, or, 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 or maybe, maybe there, there's something just going on here. But you feel like maybe with them that there was kind of maybe a shame. But the truth is, is they they did everything right. See, sometimes. Hard stuff happens to good people. In fact, in fact, in Luke 1, 6, just a little bit further, go on and flip it again. Man, I need my little clicker thing. That's what I need. <laughs> Is it working, the little clicker? Hey, go ahead and flip it one more. But in Luke, just back up, it says, it says both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame. According to all the commands and requirements of the Lord, so you, here you have, you have Zechariah and you have you have Elizabeth that and they were doing everything right, they they were fine and and they weren't doing anything wrong and they were living the life that God wanted to do and yet they still had this idea that man it just wasn't happening. But the cool thing is, is God shows up. God shows up in our in, in our sorrow. God shows up in, in, in our shame. You can click it again, guys. Thank you. This is the most work he's ever had during my service. <laughs> Ryan's back there going like, I don't know where he's going next. So, but go ahead, click it one more time. There we go. God shows up in our pain and shame, and that's exactly what happens here. 
That's exactly what's going on right here is that God in the midst, when they thought that all hope was gone, all thing is done, that God shows up and says, hey, you're going to have a kid. And he's not just any kid. This is going to be John the Baptist. This is going to be the kid that makes the way for for the Lord and, and, and does it. And so here we see that God shows up and does it. And so is it going? Why do we keep going back? There we go. Is it working? All right, cool. Thank you. That's going to help me an awful lot. There we go. I mean, I mean, look, look what, look what she says. Look what Elizabeth says. She says, "The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days and taken away my disgrace among the people." That's what happens when joy shows up. Even in the hard stuff, joy is available. Even in the disappointment, joy is available. But I want you to see what happens when you become in the presence of joy and, and really how it just kind of takes over. <coughs> Look at Luke 1, 41 and 45. Now, we don't know why, but for some reason, Elizabeth, maybe she was embarrassed. She thought, you know, I'm older and everything, but she secluded herself for like five months. Literally, what happened is the angel told Zechariah, you're going to have a son. He's going to lead the way for the Messiah. It's going to be awesome. You know, he's finally, after all these years, you've waited and waited. And, and he leaves, and he doesn't believe the angel first. He's like, wow, how am I going to know this? He's like, oh, okay, fine. You don't believe me? You can't talk. <laughs> And so he's mute, basically. He couldn't talk for, like, came out, and no one knows what's going on. So they leave, and they go home, back to their business. But, but Elizabeth kind of secludes herself, and we don't really know why she does that. Maybe she's like, maybe people will talk and stuff, and it's a small community. I mean, you think we live in a small community. Think about, think about that. Like, everybody knew everybody's business. And, and so she secluded herself and, and all stuff. But then all of a sudden, about five months in or so, Mary shows up. And hopefully you heard a little bit about Mary last week. And hopefully um, you, you watched the video a little bit. With Mary, all of a sudden she has this message, she has a baby, and they show up. And look what happens when Mary, with the Messiah growing inside of her, shows up. Look at verse 41. It says, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside of her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside of me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what, what he has spoken to her. See, joy has a purpose. Joy has a person. Joy is a person, and it's Jesus and when Jesus shows up, I mean, even the baby inside of Elizabeth starts dancing around. I got to admit, that's probably was a little bit uncomfortable. Because I remember when my wife was pregnant with my daughter, my first daughter. Every so often she'd stick her foot out. It looked weird. I mean, just, if you haven't had kids yet, I mean, and I would tickle the foot and she would run to the other side and, and do all that stuff. And my wife's like, stop it. Stop making a move. But I mean, just imagine if Jesus showed up in the room and the baby starts dancing everywhere. But not only that, I mean, it overflows out of out of Elizabeth. She sings this song of like how great and how awesome you are that 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 it overflowed out of her. She couldn't help. In fact, from there, if it flows, it spread to Mary. Mary sings this beautiful, beautiful song. If you want to read it in in verse 46 through 56, just read that. Just how she's glorifying and praising God because joy is just flowing and it spreads everywhere. 
And not only there, then the joy spreads to her friends. Look at verse 58. says, Then her neighbor and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. Joy is contagious. It's amazing what joy does. I think of all people on this planet, those that know the Messiah, that know the meaning of this season and all that it led to and all that it has done for us should be joyous people. And if we're truly joyous people, it's going to spread. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if you turn on CNN or Fox or something and they were all talking nice about everybody and just like, how awesome is this? Everyone's just doing the best they can and we're so happy we're here. And because joy will spread. It can't help but spread. We carry that in us. It should show on our faces. And it's available every day. It's not just a Christmas thing. So many people are joyous all through. They're happy and they're like, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and whatever. And I don't care what people says because I know what Christmas is. Christ must, the day of Christ. We, we have this holiday because he was born. God himself put flesh on and he entered our planet and he came and lived among us and he showed us what it meant and he died for us and he gave us all that. And so that should be reflected on our face and it should spread everywhere and it shouldn't end December 26th or January 1st when you get the credit card bill. <laughs> it shouldn't end. God with us means we have joy. And it's uncontainable joy. It's, 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 it can't be bottled up. True joy, can't, you can't hide it. You can't keep it in. It just starts flowing out. It's a puppy in a box. And people should be walking by us going, Aw, look at that. You don't need Facebook videos for animals, honey. Stop sending them to me. <laughs> We should be that. But what we need to understand is there's a source of a joy. Joy isn't just a thing. It's a person. That's what Peter's talking about. First Peter says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy. Joy is a person. And his name's Jesus. His name is Jesus. See, we, we get confused, I think, with this. We, we think we sing these songs, joy to the world and, and, and all this stuff, and, and we sing them, but do we feel them? You know, I think our Christmas, I love that when I always challenge like our, our, our praise team and stuff like at Christmas, let's do all the great Christmas songs, all the Christmas carols. And we think, oh, it's just Christmas carols. They're worship songs. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. That's worship. See, but we get confused because we, we think there's joy and then we think of happiness. See, happiness is always based upon our circumstances. Happiness is fleeting. It, it goes and it comes and it doesn't stick around. But joy is a permanent thing because joy is a person. Happiness is a circumstance. Joy is a person. In fact, Viktor Frankl, 
He, was, he wrote a book. He was actually a survivor of the Holocaust. He was in a concentration camp. He said, it's the very pursuit of happiness that thwarts happiness. And the problem in our culture and our world today is too many people are pursuing happiness and not joy. We're pursuing things, not a person. That's what happens. That's when joy takes root. And the good news is, as we talk about Advent, is this expectation of Christ coming. And we all have the little nativity scenes, and we have like nine of them in our house. Come and see my house. Christmas is thrown up at my house. I love it. Just come by, come in. We won't sell a ticket or anything. You're free to come in. We got it everywhere and stuff and stuff. And we've, we've, got, we've got this beautiful nativity scene. It's all carved and it's pretty and everything. And I'm sitting there going, the guy that I am is like, well, the wise men were really there on that night. And said there probably wasn't a platypus. And, you know, I mess with my mother-in-law because she moves things. And then I move them back. And I, put, I used to put little different animals in there. There's like Perry the platypus in the back going, I wasn't there. I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we don't know. We have another one that Sherry got when she actually visited Bethlehem and stuff. It is, it is Jesus with an adult angry face. Scariest Jesus I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to take a picture one day and put it in a sermon. It says, this is not the Jesus we follow. <laughs> but we have them and we do this expectation. But it's not only that. It is the idea that he's coming back. Did you ever realize that? When we do communion like we did when we started Advent, it is a looking back and remembering and a promise that he's coming back. The same thing Christmas is a promise that he came, he did what he had to do, he saved us, he redeemed us, and he's coming back. And when he comes back, that joy will be complete in us. It's a promise. That's why in Revelation it says there'll be no more tears, no more crying, no more sorrow, no more death. When he comes to say, behold, I am making everything new. When we place and we pursue joy, when we pursue the person, it becomes completed in us. An amazing thing happens. When that happens, it defies our circumstances. See, remember I told you happiness is based on your circumstances. Joy is based on a person. And so we can have joy no matter what is going on in our lives. That's what, that's what James was talking about. He says, consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. I'm not telling you that everything in your life is going to be just rosy and happy. There is going to be sorrow and there's going to be brokenness and there's going to be disappointment. But in the midst of that, you and I can still have joy because joy is a person. Not a circumstance. And I promise you, even in a crowd this, this small, I guarantee you there are struggles, there are heartbreaks, there are things that have happened or things that are happening that are hard. You know, my favorite story in the New Testament, my favorite miracle is the story of Lazarus when he rose him from the dead and everything. And everybody's all like, look how powerful Jesus is, power over death. He raised him from the dead. What a great miracle. That's not my favorite part. My favorite part is that it says that Jesus looked down and he saw these people that didn't know him that were hapless and helpless and hopeless. And he wept for him. Do you understand that even in our sorrows and our trials, we have a God that weeps with us? You tell me a belief system on this planet that has that. 
We can have joy no matter what is happening. It defies our circumstances. No matter what's going on in your life, joy is there because joy is a person. Joy is a person. One last thing I, I, I want you to hear and know is that joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. We wake up every single day and we can choose to have joy. We can choose to give our joy away. We can choose to hold on to our joy and live joy. But it is a choice. Look at, look at Mary. Look what Mary says. After, after Elizabeth tells her, Mary goes into her song. And just a part of it, she said, And Mary said, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Mary chose joy. Remember I told you, small town? Do you think for a minute there wasn't people whispering behind, saying, she hasn't married Joseph yet. The wedding has, oh my goodness, she's pregnant. Can you imagine the whispers and, and the things and, and even her family going, what do you mean an angel showed up? I mean, if you have a daughter, I have two daughters. If they showed up to me and says, Dad, an angel showed up and <laughs> I'm pregnant. I'm like, what's his name? Because <laughs> he's going to meet my friend Mossberg. <laughs> I'm a pastor. We can do the wedding now. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. And, but Mary still chooses joy. She says, I rejoice in God, my Father, because he chose me. It wasn't easy. Think about Joseph. Joseph's probably the one. That, Joseph's my hero in the Bible. When I think of everybody else, you think about Joseph and just the disgrace and stuff that would come on him. He was a carpenter. He lived his trade by reputation. And yet he, by faith, when he heard the angel said, he says, I'm going to take her and I'm going to raise, I'm going to be a dad to the father of everyone. Joy is a choice. We choose it every day and it doesn't have to be Christmas. Church, I'm telling you, there are people that are walking here. They walked in here yesterday. I got to talk to a few of them. There are people that walk by our houses and by our businesses and our offices and our schools and everything. And they're smiling right now because it's Christmas, because that's what you do. But come December 26th, they're going to be sitting there going like, I'm not happy anymore. We carry joy. Because he's a person. And as a follower of him, he indwells us everywhere we go. Joy is a choice. And they so desperately need it out there. <coughs> I mean, have you ever been to church? I mean, one of, one of the coolest things about being a pastor is I get to stand here and look at faces. <laughs> and I don't know how many times and how many places I've been where I've gotten up and I've preached and I've talked about the greatness of God and his love and his mercy and his grace and his holiness. And I'm looking out there and I see this in people's faces that are in church that are like, I'm a follower of Christ. 
wow, that's the Jesus I want to follow. And yet, is that what we do when we walk out these doors? Where joy should just beaming on our face. You know, I'm at Universal, like you guys all know, I work there and I'm, I'm a security officer. My favorite manager resigned last week. He's moving to Alabama so he can spend more time with his kids and his family and stuff. And he did that. The thing about him that I got to pull him aside and talk to him before he left is that, you know what, thank you for being a man of faith in the workplace. And I know that because I saw the joy in your face every day. That you weren't doing it for a paycheck. You were doing it because this is what God had called you and where he had placed you. And I saw joy in your life. Over and over again, that's what people wrote. That We've made a little book for him of memories and thank yous for him for all his years. And I kind of peeked through to look and see, like, what did other people say? <laughs> and it was all about, man, you were always, there was just joy. There was joy. He wasn't always happy. But there was always joy. That's what we need to be out there. Sam Storms, the author, writes this. He says, joy is not necessarily the absence of suffering. It is the presence of God. And God is wherever you go because you carry him with you. You carry his spirit with you. It's not just a Sunday morning. If we sing here on Sunday mornings, man, we should sing on Mondays too. We should sing Christmas carols all year long. People think we're crazy. We can be like those people that leave their lights on. I keep threatening to do that because I'm tired of climbing a ladder. Just turn them off and just leave them there. But why aren't we those people? Why doesn't joy just show up in us? Because if we are following Jesus, if we're taking time to be in his word, if we're, if we're meeting with him every day, we are in his presence. And when that presence is there, you can't help but have joy. And it should show. Of all people, of all places, it should show. My prayer for us is very, very simple comes out of psalms it says but let all who take refuge in you rejoice let them shout with joy forever may you shelter them and may those who love your name boast about you let all who take refuge in you god rejoice can i ask you this morning are you looking for happiness are you looking for things are you looking for promotions friendships Facebook followers are you looking for joy because joy is a person his name is Jesus and it doesn't end when all the lights get taken down it's every day that's what Advent is because God is with us, and God continues to be with us, it brings joy. Do you know him? Have you met him? I invite you to experience the person of joy, Jesus Christ. Let's pray.